Chief, what are we talking about this week? Well, well, we had this idea for an episode a while ago. Just took a while to get to it, but basically we're revisiting old movies that we watched before we got into filmmaking and talking about what we think of them. Yes. Yeah, so I remember this this idea came about because I watched a movie that I really, really liked from my childhood that obviously when I was a kid I wasn't really into making movies but I watched it again, you know, six months ago or whatever and I was like, this is a really interesting thought experiment at very least because you look at it in completely different eyes I mean, one, because you're not into filmmaking then you are now but the other, because I saw that movie when I was 13 for the first time so it's been 17 years that I've aged and you just look at the world a lot you know, just more differently, right? So, um, I guess let's start with what you watch, Latif. What was your movie for this thought experiment? Well, I remember seeing this movie on on cable television, and I I didn't watch it from the top, but I picked it up maybe like twenty minutes into the movie, and I I was like, what is this? It feels so weird because uh, the movie's Election by Alexander Payne. It takes place in a high school, and it just looks like some sort of like after-school special movie about like some high school kids. But then by the time I got to the end of the movie, I was like, I'm probably not allowed to be watching this. <laughs> uh, but it was it was really kind of interesting, even that at that age. I must have been like I don't know, 13, 12, 13. And then looking back at it now, um, watching it maybe like a month ago, I was like. This is a really good movie. To me, kind of a classic 90s film. So, when you watched it way back then, what what was your take on it after it ended? Just when you first saw it. I thought it was really smart, even, even back then. Because, like, you see your fair share of movies by that age, and a lot of it's going to be pretty shitty. But I remember Election just being so smart and so, like, kind of, um, I guess at that age, it felt kind of adult. Mm-hmm. Not in a sexual way, but I mean, like, it felt like your average kid probably wouldn't get what was going on or appreciate the movie. And I think I was kind of getting into Seinfeld, and when I saw Election, it just kind of clicked. I was like, well, this is, this is my, my kind of beat. So was it something that stuck with you for a while after that? Or was it just you watched it, you had that reaction, and then you moved on? Yeah. I I mean, when you're that age, things just kind of happen quickly. So I remember watching it on TV. And then, you know, within a few weeks, I had forgotten about it. But it it was always kind of like in the back of my head, like, oh, yeah, that movie. What was that movie? And then I found out it was Election but I never watched it again until recently. And I, by that point, I knew the director, I knew the actors in it, and I thought, I should probably revisit this, because Alexander Payne's a really talented filmmaker in his own right. So when I watched it again, it was like way better. And I, there's a lot of it I didn't remember, uh, so it was still, still uh, kind of like a new experience for me, but it was really good. Okay, so... What are the biggest differences in watching it 
then with call it your juvenile non-film brain compared to now i mean for sure you notice like camera angles and stuff like that a little more but i have to be honest like the movie is so fun and and such a good watch that it kind of felt like i was like a kid again like you just kind of forget you're watching a movie and you're just so sucked into the moments like i remember seeing like all the shots of the bedrooms um of the characters you'd have like this overhead shot and it would just kind of like pull out and then the rooms had like these extended walls you kind of like you look like you're like in their head in a weird way like you just get like this dissection of who this person was from the layout of the room i thought that was always interesting but even even the little montage sequences that that are placed throughout the film like it has this little like sequence of like uh um a freeze frame of a character and shows like who the character is through like montages and little clips it was so tight and and it looked so good and and sometimes you do that in a movie and it kind of doesn't work it worked really well in this movie but uh, even some of the humor um i think as a kid there's some humor um some things that are humorous and some things that just go over your head i think now i kind of got everything and it was just funnier on that level as well and what were the biggest like watching it now do you think there was any takeaways in your brain from when you watched it then that influenced your filmmaking without you knowing it does that mean knowing it what's that yeah i i i say so like it, it like everything you watch at a younger age really informs your taste over time so i think the humor and the and the writing in the film had a pretty big effect on me that kind of carried over into that you know the other things i enjoyed because i remember this being one of the, the first movies i saw that was kind of not like a kid's movie but it mm -hmm. looked like it that's why it kind of drew me into it but i think like every time you see something that does that to you it kind of pulls you in a certain direction so i think election definitely did that for me i saw it and was like i want something more like this and you know watching seinfeld and something like this it kind of takes you in a direction that maybe if i saw i don't know a disney cartoon that would put me in a different place or yeah. if i started watching high school musical who knows are you trying to say that you didn't watch high school musical growing up i didn't maybe if i did i'd like musicals now but i hate them so. yeah i hate them too <laughs> So, there's the the question I just asked. You know, did that Im subconsciously influence your filmmaking? On the total opposite end of that, watching it now, do you think it will influence your filmmaking moving forward? No, that's an interesting question. Uh, I do, I do. I I appreciate the the wittiness of the film so much more now. But uh, you look at the film, there's so much craft in it. It's really well put together. I mean, if you watch it, you'll see there's a lot of like interesting freeze frames. And it kind of looks like something you'd see from like a Scorsese's Goodfellas. But it uses them in this movie for, for its own reasons. But it picks like really weird moments to do a freeze frame too. And they're really, they're really funny um, kind of moments in the film that are sprinkled throughout that. It always kind of um, 
relays in my head that like every every moment should count and be thought of. And if something isn't working, you shouldn't have it in the film. And I think with election, like overall, it's just so tight. You you watch it years later, and I think still enjoy it. It's not. I mean, it will age itself just because of like the circumstance of when it was shot. But I think like it's something you'll always be able to go back to. And weirdly, it feels kind of relevant now because it's kind of high school politics, um, resembling like. Uh, I don't mean politics now, but I just mean like resembling the way people kind of climb like the life of of, of like the, the choices they make in life that kind of like lead to where they go. You you see like those patterns in high school, and it kind of does make sense. All right, you're. I mean, you messaged me about this movie a couple weeks ago, and I wanted to watch it then, but I think it's gonna have to go down now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's got one of the most ridiculous main characters too, because you kind of see what he goes through, and by the end of it, you're like, "Jeez, <laughs> you, you know why they talk about torturing a character?" Yeah, like they really go for it in this movie. <laughs> it's so strange because pretty much everything you're saying, like the brief way of describing it, it doesn't seem like it would be one of those kind of like high school movies that might appeal to teenagers. Like it sounds like a lot more of a serious, grounded adult movie. No, not at all. It it looks like a high school movie. And even in some ways, if you just looked at like parts of it, you might take it as that. But there's like, you know, little things like camera angles or a look here and there. And over time they kind of accumulate and the film becomes its own beast, but it, it, in no way is it like a, a serious film in, in the way that like you'd expect a dramatic movie to be. It's very funny, huh. um, but the characters in the film take their lives very seriously. Everything they they do, they I think they really believe and feel, but just their circumstances are so ridiculous. And as you watch it, you're kind of like, this is amazing. Um, in a way it, it, there is kind of like that I don't know Midwest Coen Brothers you feel to it but you know um, Alexander Payne's from Nebraska <laughs> so it, there's a very similar kind of feeling to it so uh, the best way for me would be to think of it as like Alexander Payne is the third Coen brother <laughs> this is one of their films <laughs> So what you're trying to say is watching this movie is not painful? No. Yeah, it's very fun. It's good. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, awesome. Just any other thoughts you have on the movie, whether it's from then to now, or just then, or just now, or anything you'd like to relay to the people listening to this? Well, I, it's going to be one of those movies, I think for me, um, that's really like, kind of a a goalpost like you look at just in terms of like my my uh, moments and like becoming like uh, you know some sort of a filmmaker and artist like you look at things that you kind of go back to your your viewing history and you're like oh yeah those all had like kind of a significant effect on me and I think for some reason, 
1999, there were a bunch of movies that had a, had that effect on me, or around 1999. An election was one of them. Um, the Virgin Suicides, um, Fight Club, uh, Boogie Nights, like all all those directors and filmmakers, like who are a few generations ahead of us, they all started making their films around then, and that's kind of when I started to to watch movies not seriously but just like in general and and I guess like those are kind of like representative of the 90s for me that kind of feels like growing up for me um, 90s early mid 2000s um, there's there's a certain kind of filmmaking that was really a, kind of impactful that I think is kind of not around too much now aside from a few filmmakers but you know the landscape has changed a lot so Always, I kind of have those movies in my heart, I guess. They're, they're important. Alright, I dig it. I dig it. You know what's just kind of dawned on me as you're talking about all of this, everything to do with this movie, really, is you're saying, like, how intelligent it is, and Alexander Payne, he's a really, really well-known, really respected filmmaker. The movie got a lot of attention. It kind of bombed at the box office, but it was really well-respected, and it's aged really well. And the movie that I watched is literally the total opposite of what you watched. <laughs> like, so the movie I watched was The Punisher, the one with Tom Jane, John Travolta. I'm pretty sure it was 2004. Um, so where it was like years, the the movie you watched was a bomb. This one was a hit. It made a decent amount at the box office. Yours was critically lauded. This one was ripped apart when it was released. <laughs> Yours came from Alexander Payne, a really well-respected filmmaker. The guy, the guy that directed The Punisher, I think he made one other movie and he had a really hard time making it. Like, right. it, Alexander Payne really got his vision out with this movie, from what I can tell. The guy that made The Punisher, he had drastic budget cuts and he didn't get to make, to make the movie he wanted to. <laughs> like, right. everything is polar opposite. And it, I kind of love that. Yeah, the only one thing that that I guess is the same is that we both really loved the movies. Yeah, yeah, totally. Take take that, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to ask you one question because I want to talk about it when we get to The Punisher as well. Um, right. How do you think um, this movie... Sorry, not The Punisher, The Election would have... If it was released today, what kind of reaction do you think it would get? Um, I don't think it would even today I don't think it would be like some box office smash I think it might it could potentially become one of those films that like does really well at film festivals and then maybe goes to like Netflix or whatever and a good amount of people see it but it's nothing uh, nothing like crazy I, I think it would still be received very well by people who like movies because it's a really strong film. And, and who knows, maybe an, even an Oscar nomination for, for writing because it's, it's written very well too. Yeah, I think it got, I'm looking at it now, it did get nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay when it came out as well. 
Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, really well written. So hmm. I think it would have kind of, kind of been the same. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Reese Witherspoon is amazing in this movie. Is she? Oh yeah. This is the first time I saw her in a movie, um, and she's pretty young here. But it's just like, for such a young actress, like it's amazing performance. Seriously. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to watch this one. Yeah, highly recommend. So, Punisher. Yeah, so I watched The Punisher with Tom Jane, and you know what? I should actually Google it because I can't remember the name of the writer-director, even though I really, really liked this movie quite a bit when it came out, and in all honesty, even now, I really, really enjoy it. So I'm going to look up his name just because I think he did a good job. Jonathan, oh god, how do you say this last name? Jonathan Hensley. Hensley. I'm going with Hensley. Okay, Jonathan Hensley <laughs> made The Punisher. And this, you know, this one's actually fairly well known, I would think. Especially with, you know, this giant resurgence of Marvel movies and whatnot. Um, so I remember watching this movie when it came out in theaters and being pretty blown away by it. Now, having said that, I was 13 when I watched it. So, you know, I, I mean, I'm still an idiot now, but when I was 13, I was a pretty big dumbass. <laughs> um, so I watch it with much different eyes. But I remember just really, really enjoying it. I thought, and I still do think to a very large degree that this is the way that the Punisher should be done. Um, I really like the way they portrayed him as just a dude that's totally dead, nothing left to lose, and he really, really goes for it. You know, the action I did think was really well done. They went for practical for all of it. Um, I really like Tom Jane as the Punisher, and yeah. A lot of people disagree with me on it, but I enjoy John Travolta in this movie. Uh, also, it has one of the most underappreciated actors that I think have come across in the last 20 years in it, and that's Ben Foster. Ben Foster, I don't know what it is, but everything he's in that I've seen, I've been like, you are such a good actor, and I want you to break to this next tier because I think you have so much talent and even in this movie he's super young and he's very very much a side character but he killed it in this I thought it was really really good that's awesome um, he's great yeah he's a really good actor even I think Helen Highwater was the last thing I saw him in and man he did a great job in that too for some, for a while I, I, I confused Ben Foster with Scott Kahn James Kahn's son. <laughs> like, not many people know this, but they're actually the same person. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, that's pretty much what I thought of it when, uh, when I first saw it. Like, good action movie, I really liked it. it. It had some badass stuff that got my 13-year-old blood going, and, you know, it just, it was really enjoyable. I watched it a bunch of times when I was a kid. Watching it now, I can definitely see why people wouldn't like it um i remember reading reviews you know when i was in my late teens i'd watched it again 
and a lot of people said the thing they didn't like the most about it is that it's a very joyless film like there's very little humor in it it all comes from the one fat neighbor character um mm -hmm. and tom jane in it it's very much like he doesn't really talk he doesn't really give the audience much of anything i really like that right. but i could see why people wouldn't and some people uh, including people I know, they just straight up hate John Travolta. <laughs> so <laughs> they write it off immediately because he's in it. Um, but yeah, watching it again, I could definitely tell that there was there's problems with it. It's not a perfect story. You can tell where they cut things. And honestly, I didn't love the way that he did a lot of his shots. Like, I remember, at, so I watched it again, and then I went and read some interviews with him about it. And he said he tried to shoot it very much like an old, you know, 1950s, 1960s gangster film. So the ca the way the camera's placed a lot of the times, so I'm, I'm not really huge on. He almost never moves the camera whatsoever, which I think in some scenes um, actually benefits it. But for the majority of it, I would have liked to have seen him get a little bit more involved with right. the directing in that sense. I thought all the performances were where they needed to be Ch Thomas Jane is still the Punisher to me even though like with um, Walking Dead guy uh, John Bernthal yeah like I thought he did a good job but it, in terms of the the way they portray the character kind of like what you were saying with Murder in the Orange Express this to me is the quintessential Punisher it's a guy that has nothing left to gain nothing to lose like, if he went out and died right now, he really wouldn't care. He He's not suave, and there's a scene where the, call it love interest, um, makes a move on him, and he just stops her dead in her tracks. She's like, look, and he says, look, I'm not what you're looking for, and just walks away, where I think most movies right. would kind of be like, oh, you know, and then they kiss, but, you know, he still has to go. This movie's like, I'm not doing any of that shit. And I really, right. really like that. Um... I've also watched the behind-the-scenes like DVD commentary, and the director talks how he had like a third of the money that he needed to, and he cut all these scenes, and how that impacted the movie. And I'm a pretty big believer in you can't judge a movie based off its budget and based off what the initial vision is. You need to judge it by what you got, and it's part of the reason that when, with what we don't say, when I went to talk to distributors or whatnot unless i'm in a film festival or talking about it on this podcast i don't really say you know it's a feature made on six thousand dollars i kind of just say we made a feature here it is because i don't believe in looking at it through that lens of like oh they only had this much money like you got to judge it for what you got um, well yeah can't even tell sometimes right so. mm -hmm. but all in all like i still think they did a really really good job with this movie the action in it is a lot different than you see in a lot of Marvel movie these days and even the right. Punisher show that we got which uh, admittedly I only saw the first season of but I thought it was well done I thought that everything they kept throwing at him kept escalating in terms of you know building a story and whatnot so overall I would still say I'm a really big fan of this movie um, I can see why people wouldn't like it and there's some things that I would have loved to see been done differently yeah, overall, still really enjoyed it. And when I asked you about Election, 
and how do you think it would be released or received if it was released today i actually think this movie would do the punisher would do a lot better if it was released today as opposed to in 2004 oh yeah like it i think it would have a lot of the same criticisms you know it's shot really strangely like a really really old movie there are some humor bits where it's like okay maybe that didn't need to be there <laughs> but overall i think it would be received a lot better because if you look at the the movies that people were making in 2004 especially the movies that got to theaters there were a lot more popcorny i'll say like the other comic book movies that were released around the time of the punisher was like the ben affleck daredevil movie and while oh, yeah, yeah. while that is not a good movie by any stretch of it you take that back. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> um, they most of the blockbusters like it's where Bad Boys was huge, so they all had that like, oh, this movie's really fun. You don't think about it too much. You just kind of go with the flow. Where this one, right. it is like like I said, there's not a lot of humor. It takes itself very very seriously, almost to a fault. But I think people would appreciate that now a lot more than they did back then and that's an, an interesting thought experiment to me because ever since i've thought that with this movie i've kind of run the thought experiment with other movies how they would be received coming out now or if movies like mm -hmm. i don't know um if guardians of the galaxy came out in at the same year as taxi driver you know <laughs> like right. what would people think of it and that's a really interesting thing to think because sometimes you can to me, it says sometimes you can make a movie, and sometimes it's just not the right time for that movie to be, you know? Yeah. I, I do think movies, though, they do find their audience over time. Mm -hmm. Because in ways, I think The Punisher is a bit of a cult classic. There's yeah. a lot of people out there who, who really love it. Um, they have like kind of a soft spot for that movie, and Tom Jane has The Punisher, too. Mm-hmm. I know my one of my instructors from film school. He was like the film theory instructor. He's mm -hmm. always talking about you know, Scorsese and all these old directors and French New Wave, and he's got like this rich film history. But he swears that like that Punisher is one of his favorite movies. No way, really? <laughs> and was like, yeah, and I was like, yeah, it's interesting because like there's just something about it that really kind of captures that that era and time too. Mm -hmm. And I think Punisher has a lot of that in it yeah totally and another reason that i think like i really enjoy it compared to um like the new punisher or even the newer marvel movies is like it's a lot more grounded like have you seen the new punisher show with walking dead guy no Okay, well, in it, like, or even just in Punisher comics, there's a lot of, like, side characters. Like, there's a guy called Micro, and he has the battle van. He's basically, like, the armorer of the Punisher. He gets him all this, like, high-tech guns and, like, really crazy shit. Like, kind of James Bondy. He gets really high-tech gear. And they didn't do any right. of that for this Punisher. Like, it's, it's a dude that's in this, like, military background. He gets some military guns. Very, you know concrete gravelly kind of feel to it and he goes there and he fucks people up and he gets hurt really bad in the process too and it's not like he gets messed up and he wakes up the next day and he's like oh it's q now <laughs> like, he gets beaten to hell and it 
sticks for a large part. So I think that grounded thing, again, was not something that we really saw in movies, and especially comic book movies back in the era when this thing came out. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's super cool about your film instructor, though. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things, you know. What else would you say I about it? I think he just liked, well, basically the other things that you said, he liked that, well, he liked Thomas Jane as a Punisher. Mm -hmm. um, he, he thought for the time it was very different than all the other superhero films yeah. that, that, that had been attempted. It, it kind of like felt like it, it was in its own lane. And uh, the fact that it wasn't like super campy, mm -hmm. like it, it, it tried to stay darker. Um, obviously, there, there are moments in every film, but it, 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 I think it just kind of separated itself from the, the superhero films of that time. You know, like the Hulk one and stuff like that. Yeah. That came out a few years later, but that totally feels so different. Yeah. You know what? There's another interesting one. I, I'm pretty sure you've seen the Ang Lee Hulk movie, right? I have. Yeah. What do you think of it? I don't really like it. No? Nah. For what reasons? I don't. I just don't think it was very good. Mm -hmm. It was like too comic booky, like the way the movie was actually put together. Oh yeah, big time! Like yeah. it even has comic book panels in it repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it was just inconsistent. Even as like a young person watching a movie, there were times when the Hulk was like drastically different in terms of his size mm -hmm. <laughs> compared to things yep. and that just seemed very strange I didn't even have to think about it too much I was like wait a second isn't he like this big why does he look this big here and him like doing these like super jumps across deserts and stuff I just thought it was a little unbelievable it was hard for me to like okay <laughs> you know yeah I mean I definitely agree with you on all that the one thing that I did think was interesting was what you just mentioned, how it is shot like a comic book. And, like, that... I would never go as far as to say that The Angley Hulk is a good movie. I would never say that. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff about it that's pretty... eh, at best. But yeah. uh, I do respect whether or not you like that aspect of it, or you don't like that aspect of it, or you think it's a complete failure. But that he tried to shoot it like a comic book like i respect that i don't love it i don't hate it but i was like i'm glad someone just went for it they're like you know what let's put the comic book panels in there and everything let's go for it just to see if it works yeah, yeah. totally and like imagine yeah. if they had done that really well like it if that was just one piece of the movie and the rest of it was great we'd see comic book panels in every marvel movie well, we, there's something to that. Like, all the Star Wars films have, like, this weird editing style. And they're the it's, only like, the movies that can get away with it, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of strange. It's, like, part of that universe. Mm -hmm. I think George Lucas, when he was cutting the original ones, he was like, yeah, just, just wipe, wipe dissolve, wipe dissolve. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, oh, okay, I guess we'll do it for all of them now. <laughs> uh. What was that thing we used to joke about when we were doing what we don't say when we were talking about how we were going to... Oh, yeah, Whip Pan Dissolves. 
Like, how do you want to go? I remember we did it once, and then you're like, wow, that really sucked. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it became the ongoing joke the entire time we edited it. It's like, well, we need something here. How about a uh, whip pandas off? <laughs> it's perfect. I love it. All right. Well, let's wrap up this episode. Do you have any final thoughts before we sign off? Yeah, I guess maybe. Um, do you have like a, a favorite moment from the movie that you always kind of remember? Because like when I watched Election again, there were a bunch of things that like felt like they were new to me because I didn't remember the whole movie. Mm-hmm. But there's always one moment that kind of stuck with me. What's that? Even, even to the new watching of it I, I just remember that scene and I was laughing at it and what is it um, it's near the end of the movie there's a scene when when Matthew Broderick's character throws us like a smoothie at a limousine <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when I saw it as a kid I was like oh that was ridiculous and it made me laugh so hard <laughs> and seeing it again seeing <laughs> this movie at a limousine made me laugh just just the same way and it's it's one of those moments um, that I remembered but one of my favorite um, I didn't remember the moment but I just thought it was such a good scene because um, election it's about these students trying to campaign to be like student council president mm-hmm. these like candidates all go up and give a speech and it's probably one of the funniest moments of the movie um because like they're drastically different and the reactions from the the kids at the school are are hilarious as well and i think it's one of the best scenes in the movie see all right well i'm excited to watch it for sure yeah um how about you as far as like favorite moments like (sighs) my 13 year old brain does go to the action scenes because i think the action in that movie I won't say it's shot in a really different way that makes it so memorable to me. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that they, I've always felt like the action was really, really grounded. Like e- even when there's one scene where he has like a bow and arrow and he's quietly taken out a couple guys, everything felt very grounded. And I feel like the way they got him out of fights that were too much for him like he would use his kind of cunning and whatnot in a way where you just don't really see anymore so my 13 year old brain immediately goes to that but my favorite part as a whole it's not really a scene but like i said before it's just the way they portray the punisher how he is a guy that is there's nothing left to lose does not care if he dies like the last line of the movie is Frank Castle is dead, call me the Punisher. Like, to me, that one line is everything the Punisher should always be. And the way he they portrayed him was perfect for what the Punisher should be in my eyes. So that's what why it keeps coming back to me, other than the, my 13-year-old self going nuts over those action scenes. Mm. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. Alright, cool. well, we'd like to thank Supreme Commander for allowing us to have another episode. Business Daddy. Business Daddy, thank you. Acast. Yeah. One day we will shake your Business Daddy hand. Mm-hmm. But until then, I'm Matt Ralston. Satif. This is Filmcraft, and we'll see you next time.
Bye.